Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Thursday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is October 13th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I have to uh, I have to issue an apology. Oh, good. It's not Apologies the apology that back. some people on the internet are asking for. What are they But I have to just for? apologize. I've been getting just absolutely killed with uh, travel, and uh, that's why we didn't have a Wednesday episode. And uh, so, I, apologies. I uh, I got to do better. Just got to be better. And you uh, flew home be... to Chicago for the Bears Commanders game. Is that the big Thursday night football yeah. prime time? That's why you're back there, right? You, you traveled home. Contemplating, contemplating. You know, heading down to see future MVP candidate after that second half last week. You know, who? Justin who are we Fields. About? Oh, okay. All right. Think, sure. Think he's figuring stuff out. Uh, okay. He's, there's uh there's a lot of optimism after that second half last week. You know, a good half against the Vikings. Everybody knows that's a bellwether for success. So I will not be watching that game. I will why watch not? I just don't want to watch that. I I'll watch base I mean my baseball team is in the playoffs. Looks like it's gonna be rained out tonight, but I will watch like a baseball playoff game of which I have no affiliation before I would watch that. Bears commanders. I just don't have oh, man the interest in that i'm sorry that's difficult that's uh you know the bears bears at home on thursday night back-to-back primetime games apologies ahead of time for everybody that's got to be subjected to our offense but uh you know and the line i line i are six and a half point dogs at home this weekend top 25 team at home giving up giving a touchdown basically um i love it a big football weekend for you uh, ahead so yeah, um, and and we got Jetta. I've been waiting all all just waiting for Jetta. Just waiting for Jetta. Can't wait to just dive into that. I forgot that was even. I mean, I didn't forget. I saw the the Instagram uh, stories from the launch party with the swords and and the flames and all this. And like Mark Leishman just walking around uncomfortable, trying to figure his way about in this scene. Why? Where am I? How did I get here? Uh, what is happening? Uh, but yeah, the Jetta Jetta tournament is this week. Hey, I wanted to clear. I, I got some time to like go through messages in our Instagram and, and Twitter. Very like, look, I apologize. I barely keep up with that stuff. Apology it's very hard. Her. It's very hard. But I got a few few minutes yesterday. I tried to get through some stuff. I just want to share a few amusing tales. One of them. One one of them. I don't know. Maybe significant. So this was from the Presidents Cup amazing i forgot who sent it in shit i forgot who sent it in but they're at the president's cup in charlotte apparently the saturday or whatever day that billy lost his match billy boy lost his match he was all pissed off he's he's worked up i think it was uh, afternoon four ball saturday with horschel uh, and burns he lost to scott and davis worked up goes to the range and starts like grinding because he's mad that lost apparently there were canadians in Mountie outfits that just started heckling heckling at him. Yeah, Billy. 
Billy, you've got to find it, you know, shouting at him. And I, I don't know what the heckles were, but maybe there was more curse words involved. And Billy turned around, freaked out, and had him ejected from from Quail Hollow, even though like the thing In was Mountie. already over. Can you basically can, so you, eject, just the image, can you eject a Mountie? <laughs> the image of guys in Mounties <laughs> shouting at Billy late Saturday after there's been you know eight hours of golf just made me chuckle, and I thought I'd share that with the crowd. Just the costumes there. Oh, by the way, Canadians went zero and eight in that Presidents Cup, so that was probably their one moment of glory. It's getting thrown out. Uh, of Quail Hollow. Other one, uh, I'll read that later. I had a good Epson tour anecdote just about, about the grind that it is. But we'll, I've, we'll I've been on. told by an Epson tour insider that my take about more cards Ten. is false. Max out 15 cards. That was somebody that told me intimate. He's like, they're the talent and there's been, you know, if you look at the card retention of Epson Tour. So, you know, maybe a bad take by me. Apologies. You mean these Epson Tour grads that go up there, like, just they, don't yeah. stay? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, you know, where there's, uh-huh. you know, the talent in, in women's golf is a little bit more dispersed around the world as opposed to American golf or men's golf, where it's, okay. you know, Interesting. you know, the, the basically... The LPGA hasn't been able to do to women's golf what the PGA Tour has done to the men's golf, where all the yeah. talent is, you know, yeah, essentially right. centralized, uh, sure. and the sure. and the pathways to the PGA Tour are extremely centralized. Okay, where do you want to go with this one? Just should, this is a combined do you want to do eighteen hole update from Zozo. Well, I Brendan had all, Steve, all this prep for Tuesday Steel. night. I had everything prepped for Tuesday night. So I've got a schedule for the week. And now here we are Thursday talking about it. Um, we've got a Zozo. I was, going, I was flying solo with my daughter across the country. So, you know, it was it was not in the right state of mind to, to podcast fine. after I was that. like, are we going to do this or not? And then my kid came in at 1230 and threw up all over the office where I was contemplating podcasting. So it worked out that we didn't do it. Um, so... Thursday, we have Zozo, as you're listening to this. We have the Andalusia Masters. This is just a quick schedule through the Andalusia Masters. That's at Valderrama, a favorite of ours. One of the, from the so bad it's good category, not quite the little cedar trees everywhere. DLF. <laughs> Ideally, they'll have the whatever that is, a blimp or a drone, where they, they kind of show you these little bottlenecks, that, like just <laughs> incredible sort of uh, meandering, basically, you know, zigzagging holes through trees suffocating your suffocating any kind of visibility or shots um so we have the andalusia master remember last year when they just failed to show the keimer or i think it was keimer who like just like uh bladed one out of the bunker on the 18th yeah. hole over the green yeah. they came back from commercial break and it was like he's chipping for par and it's like wait what happened <laughs> Well, <laughs> and then they never challenge. replayed it. <laughs> Trying to carry European for golf has always been. My favorite part of last year was I think Fitzy, who won it, hit like this perfect drive. Just hit like A1. And then <laughs> he had to like hit some like insane banana slice around a tree from like the middle of the fairway to get where he wanted to go. After hitting like the drive he thought he was perfect. They just he. I remember him and Billy Foster just looking up the, at these limbs, chuckling, being in the fairway and having to hit uh, this crazy cut shot. Anyways, David Horsey. Kiros, Kiros was a factor, I think, last year. Alvaro Kiros. Maybe. Maybe. Um, I think he was in the mix, if I remember correctly. We were 
We were reminiscing about when he was in the top 20 in the world rankings. David Horsey leads. So that's oh, a good, the horsey. The horse good for the equine aficionados. After last week's Colts-Broncos disaster, maybe David Horsey is avenging that with the strong performance of the European tour. Um, Soren's been golfing his ball. Kelson. Is that accurate? Oh, Have yeah. Following? He was in the mix. He was in are, the are you mix behind the Kelson tracker oh, Twitter yeah. account? Is that you? <laughs> I love I love You've a good Soren Kelson. Uh, he's like 46. He hits it like 255. He's just like a delightful, different <laughs> golfer, you know. Big visor he, guy, right? Yeah, he used to. Visor. He used to be like for a year or two. He played like pretty well in majors. He was just like a yes. Factor. Oh yeah, Chris Berman would come on talking about him. It felt like at the U.S. Open. Yeah. Sorry about Soren Kelson <laughs> shouting about him. Yeah, I, I don't mind Soren. He's done some things, I suppose. Uh, elsewhere on schedule for the week, so we have Valderrama. We have uh, the Pat Zozo. Angles is in the field. The guy. <laughs> Pep Angles. I think it's Anglis, if we're not mistaken. Um, and then on the Champions Tour, we have the SAS Championship. I believe that's in North Carolina, Prestonwood, Cary Country Club, or wherever that may be. Must um, see TV. Those are your uh, mainstream, I suppose, events. On the uh, fringe, they're in Jetta as well, on the Live Golf the Mina Tour. tour. <laughs> that's true. That's your Golf Channel televised events on the Mina Tour. Did you watch any of the Stevens Cup? A lot of people tweeting about that. I had kind of a crazy start of the week. I wanted to watch it. I had intended to watch it, but, you know, life got the best of me. Uh, What time is that on from Jeddah? Do we know? Who knows? It's going to be in the middle of the night. So you got Zozo. I watched Zozo. <laughs> for for everybody, you know, if you're if you got insomnia or something, you might be able to watch it. You got to tune into YouTube. They got a presenting sponsor this week. It's like a real estate company that's also owned by the PIF, right? <laughs> Which like you know that, that tweet somebody somebody tweeted at us. Is this is this moving? Uh, I think it was golf guy Chris. Is this moving money from one pocket to the other pocket? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's amusing that they're talking about like presented by, but. Yeah, they don't have a real sponsor. It's just a, a friend of the program that's they're putting on the um, on the banner. But like, I, I feel like we sit through enough ads for the FedEx Cup and the President's Cup while we're watching the President's Cup while we're watching the players. At like, I don't know, like God, a PGA Tour does more marketing and advertising for its own in-house stuff than anyone too. But I'm not saying they present title sponsors as their own in-house. You know, brought to you by whatever well, the global home, but. We've never seen a fully non-sponsored PGA Tour event in years. Hey, I saw. Who knows what they would do? That's true. I saw when we don't have we we don't have a sponsor. We we promote our own things. That's true. Like we Sign don't up for I, the Friday newsletter Fields yeah. event in Georgia Lagrange. We have B Dratty is coming on site for that, and if you are there, you get a thirty percent discount code wow. off of B Dratty, and they're bringing college swag. Hey, can you guys send me an email if you're signed up for that? If you are a particular fan of a college that they have, I'll, I'll tell that I'll tell them to bring 
you know, Auburn or Alabama or Old Miss or whatever, if you're coming to that, maybe if we'll he, give some giveaways for, if you're a big I don't like, wanna, Chattanooga football fan, they don't have Chattanooga. They don't have Chattanooga. They don't or, have, they don't have Wofford. If you're a Wofford Terrier, you're, you're out of luck. If you're, I think he once pronounced that as Wofford on this podcast Wofford. many years ago. I think it should be a Wofford. Dirt McGirt. Why, why dirt don't they McGirt? call it Wofford to go with the Terriers? Because the Terrier sure. goes woof, Oof. you know, Oof. Wofford. Yeah, Dirt McGirt's alma mater. But, you know, I don't want a bunch of Alabama fans to show up and we just have a lot of Auburn stuff to give away. So if we get some anecdotal feedback, if you're signed up for the there's Fields a, event. There's a big we'll game that night. It could be Tennessee, Georgia. It could be for the SEC, you know, top of the SEC at that point. We'll okay. Where better a place to watch it than at the field? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Tennessee's got to get through some things by then. Anyways, but yeah, B-Dratty will be there. Hey, Speaking of promos, 30% off if, you, if you're if you signed up for B-Dratty. How many people are perusing Instagram and they see Henrik Stenson use code Stenson25 for tickets off to Jetta? Do you think a lot of people in Jetta are using that code? I mean, are or a lot of people a, anywhere in the are, world are using are that code and then Jetta, booking a flight. Are people in Jetta even allowed to use Instagram would be my first question. I I, sus- I don't know. I suspect it's if they do, it's quite restrained. I, I'm not sure. Now we're getting into censorship and geopolitical topics we don't know enough about. Well, that's, you know. what, who who is Henrik bagging with that? Who is he scooping up? Use Stenson twenty five to come to Jetta. Are you gonna I mean, are you gonna watch this? Is this just gonna be another Bangkok one? We got another Instagram message I was going through last night on the ground Bangkok video of the final group there were like 12 people following eugenio chikara on on sunday whatever it was i, I could share that if I, we wanted to but it, you know these international events to be fair like the zozo didn't look super packed last night watching on tv i know it has been in the past for tiger but there, there was an amusing amusing was video it? we have in the dms from bangkok about I would, the lack I- of following I'd be wonder. I'd be curious about Hideki's following at right. Zozo, sure. right? Because sure. like we've been, we were at that. Remember when we went to Riv? Uh, it was JT, Rory, and Tiger in a group. It was Tiger's yeah. right back. Yep. It was what 2019, yep. 2018 maybe. Um, and you know, if you went to any other group on the golf course, there was like nobody watching because it was you know eight deep consolidated t- at Tiger. So like right. that can happen at an event, but it, you know, I think the, the difference here is like, okay, there might be, they might show a shot of somebody with no fans around. Right. But if you go watch Hideki's group, it's packed. Now on a Sunday, you'd expect the fans to be concentrated on the leaders like Eugenio Chichara. Yeah. There was no one there. Basically I have the video. I don't I mean, I can share it, whatever, but yeah, it was interesting to get that from Bangkok. Uh, I suspect Jetta will be a similar scene. It's a very just strange kind of. Uh, We've been waiting for Jetta. I mean, this is event. This is why. Event. What does this come from? What does just wait for Jetta mean? Why have you? Why have you been waiting? I just. I, I think it's going to be the the low point of the of the live tours uh, first year schedule. That's why I've been waiting for it. I think the YouTube numbers are going to be just depressingly bad for them. They don't have new players. No, no that's the thing. There's no pop with these things without new players. Yeah. The tournaments that if you want to call them tournaments, 
do not create any interest. The broadcast team is fucking abysmal. They are they are like Arlo is I think actually somewhat decent, but everybody else on that wa- broadcast team is washed or or, or not talented. You know, well, I got to go to the bullpen, bring in Luke Elvy and others oh, like that. Yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> there was rumor that they were going to have a cut. Not rumor. I, I, I mean, comments, allusions. They were going to have a cut. Presumably, of three making, players. Three, three, three of 48 are cut, but still could play for the team competition. I saw um, Eugenia Chikara mentioned it that they would go from 48 to 45 and three would still be able to play for their teams. Presumably this is to, you know, continue to fulfill the obligations of the, of the OWGR, you know, policies and certification process. Um, do you want Do you want a little uh, tinfoil aluminum hat theory since sure. I'm sitting in a basement? Sure. I have this theory that, I mean, the desperation for world ranking points is so evidently clear like yeah they're all like trying every little thing and (laughs) like insignificant little things to get these you know the minotaur perfect example right um everybody like people who are usually dispassionate like dj brooks like having to be trotted out and give quotes right another example of why they're desperate so just a just a tin tin foil hat theory here, Friday or Thursday tin foil Thursday. <laughs> Greg Norman is gone if they don't get world ranking points by the end of the year. I think he's gone regardless. No. But I think this is a a, a big part. And of, they're not going to get world ranking points in the next two I, and a half months. But like, look at all the stops they're trying to pull to get them. Yeah, I would say like this is clearly like a, a chuckle fuck maneuver. It's very desperate. Like we're gonna okay, fine. We have a cut. There's three guys. I'd also say, like, it illuminates the kind of arbitrary qualifications that the OWGR has put on. Like some of them are arbitrary, not all of them. Like you have to be in existence. You have to demonstrate you're a real thing. Less arbitrary. I'd say having ability to qualify into events right? Seems substantial. They do not have that. This is just guys who signed contracts and didn't play their way in uh, mostly. So like the cut having needing to have a cut feels like an arbitrary qualification for the OWGR. I'd say that's one thing I take from this, even though it is still a kind of a, a goofy maneuver and, and clearly like, you know, haphazard. The other thing I take for this, these guys are whimsical as hell they're doing a lot of stuff on a whim and that is sort of like a benefit you can have as a startup right they're not sort of weighed down by um large uh corporate apparatus or traditions or you know year over year expectations but the other part of that, when you have a company, there, there, there's a startup that does a lot of stuff on a whim, like we're going to have a cut now. Like they could also decide to pull the plug on a whim. And if I were, and I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, but like if I were a young player, I don't think the PGA tour is just going to decide, Hey, we don't want to do this anymore. Like they're going to, that's like not how they operate. Live in the Saudis 
could decide that in a few years. And I, I mean, I, the guys are still going to get their money if that were to happen, like contracts, contract, I think, unless the court is maybe in Jeddah or something. But I, I don't know. They, they're just doing stuff on a whim a lot. And, and that would make me a little uneasy that they just decided this is no longer worth it on a whim, whereas the tour would never do that, obviously. I'd, I'd push that. back uh, on the, like, I think that if, if I was, if I'm not Greg Norman, but just say I'm whatever the guy's name is. Normal. But, Somebody that's normal. A no, tool. that Kosla? like the guy that, yeah, the guy that's in charge of everything. Really. Yasser. Yeah. Yasser. He, if I was him, I'd be pretty, pretty pleased with the progress. Like I really wouldn't, oh, yeah. I wouldn't give a, give two flying F's that, you know, the, the guys that we paid hundreds of millions of dollars aren't getting world ranking points at this time. And I'd be pretty happy with the long game. Um, you know, I'd probably be identifying that my, the guy that I have as our figurehead's a complete dipshit. Um, and you know be looking at that as as one of the issues and the combative approaches rather than ones of you know kind of like i you know the combative approaches have been very successful with certain things but this owgr thing has blown up in their face a little bit and um you know i think i think from a standpoint of like if i'm a young player i don't think i i think that you look at Eugenio Chachara and you realize, you know, this guy's already made over $13 million in his career and he's age 22. And I've got a buddy that uh, talks about NBA players in a way. And he talks about like first players want recognition that they're good, which second they want money. And then third, they want to win is when they care about winning. Yeah, and legacy. So if you think about young players, if if you think about golfers in that way, you know, I think like I don't know that all of them are like that. They, I think they, not all of them, the but best of them, probably. I think he. This is a generalization, right? Um, but if you think about golfers or just professional athletes in that vein, you know, it it's a lives going to be a very attractive. Uh, situation because it's a limited field you're almost getting the recognition and the money right off the bat right right Right. like how much you're getting a recognition of hey i got invited to play in this league that's got dj and cam smith and all this and in here i don't have to go slum it on the pg on the corn ferry tour yeah and b i'm gonna get paid my life's set but then I i think the thing is is then you have the hollow like what have i actually done yeah, right, and I think right. Eugenio Chachara is probably feeling a little bit of that. Like he had an well, incredible we'll performance. See. Well, he had an incredible performance, right? He beat some of the best players in the world, but at the same time, he hasn't gotten any sort of recognition or, like, you know, if he had done this on the PGA Tour, if he had been a sponsor's exemption at at uh, at Shriners and played this way and won. And say outdoor Tom Kim, he'd be the toast of the golf world, right? But right. at this point, like he's pretty insignificant because he beat forty-eight guys on a program that nobody watches, and nobody. nobody understands like what it actually means. So that's the, you know, I think they're going to be an attractive place for young players. 
because they check two boxes. But then there is this hollowness, right? Of like, what, what am I actually doing here? What am I like achieving? Am I, and that's where, and I don't think like, I'm not saying I, I'm somebody that dogs on the PGA tour. Like, I'm not saying the Shriners carries like a lot of like prestige and this is like the greatest thing ever, but you are beating 140 of the best players in the world. And that is so much different than going and teeing it up in a, in a 54 hole, 48 player event that like, who knows who was out partying in Bangkok and just like mailed it in. Like when you're playing in the PGA, PGA tour is just like, you know, there's, there's stakes. You have to play well to, to keep your status on the tour. And I think this is where qualification is a really important thing for a tour. And like the issue with, with the live tour, which is also a strength is these long-term contracts. You can't relegate these, these guys. You can relegate some, some like James Pyatt, who's on a one year deal. Oh yeah. He can get relegated no matter how well he plays. But like at the end of the day, Westy three years from now is still, you know, he could be, you know, shooting 80 every round and he can't do anything because he's got a contracting and he's the captain of a team. Um, I would, I would add like, what do you think Cameron Young made this year on the course? He made 4 million. He he won. He went as I see 6.5, 6.5. They're, Young, if you're a really good young player like the PGA Tour, you're going to make a lot of money and continue to have the complete and full security. Is it 13 million guaranteed? You know this, that, and the other. Like Eugenio, no. I just like I don't know. PGA Tour is diminished. It's not as competitive at the top because of live, and there's going to be a ton of cash. And if you're really good and young, you'll have full security of that whole world ranking, safety net, and all that other, and the majors and team events. And you're there's going to be a lot of money lot of money now i don't know i i heard the accommodation like i heard the accommodations at zozo were not were like middling like the tour's got to bring it on all that peripheral stuff like they can't like be pissing off players like i like there should be pga tour live there should be a full blown exposure for an international event like the zozo i don't know but I just, it's, it's interesting. They got to spend money too on the peripheral stuff, the tour, in addition to just all the, all the purses, I, I think. What's going on too? Why haven't we heard anything about the, the elevated? Yeah. Deal? Right. Like you what know. is the tour just doing this? Like where they're just going to drag their feet and not do it. You know, to me, it seems like the players wanted stuff pushed through and just the, by the lack of, communication the lack of announcements the lack like how do we not know what the big events are at this point how is it like you know you talk about they did this big schedule release and obviously they do the schedule release every year but if i'm gonna make certain events elevated i'd be talking about it now like you know i i don't know many of these people but there might be people that want to go travel to to do one and they could put it in their plans for the year, you know, go, yeah. go watch one. Right. And like the, I, I don't know. It seems like if I had to guess that it's, it's just stuck in, in, in PGA tour bureaucracy, right. Shitting jammed out. Like they need another Delaware delegation to tell people like we're doing this now. So, um, all right. On the Zozo, I mentioned like, it's a good field. Like I enjoyed watching this at night. Uh, last night next week's cj cup is loaded uh at congaree 
no longer at what well, Jeju Island. Um, but we have Xander, I think was a favorite. You have Sunjay, you have Morikawa, Hideki, Camion, Hovland, Connors, Hatton. It's like a pretty strong field. At, stronger than Live Jetta, for sure. Um, I think. Don't quote me on that. Seems like much better at the top. Young, young studs and CJ Cup will definitely be that. Um, but I think the biggest win of the week is Hideki going on the record, reiterating, I've never been prouder to be a member of if a win of the week for a tour, PGA Tour. I've never been prouder to be a member of the PGA Tour. I'm fully committed to it. I'm a member. The players who left did so because they thought it was the right thing to do. So I can't say anything about them. I am playing on the PGA Tour and want to continue to do my best. He also said, I think they should be able to get world ranking points, but there's a procedure they have to follow. Everybody drops that part. There is a procedure they have to follow to get those eventually, which is why they're trying to finagle cuts and things like Minotaurs. So uh, a, a good continued status quo win for the PGA Tour, getting Hideki on the record like that. And we've we've talked about Hideki, <clears throat> Hideki quite a bit on this podcast in terms of like you reach a certain status that like a $400 million windfall like and the, the sort of risk of maybe not having full security of the live tour being a thing that pans out is not worth it for someone like Rory Tiger Hideki, who won the Masters and was that was allegedly, you know, could bring him half a billion dollars to a billion dollars, just his winning the Masters. So like you get to a certain elite elite status where just like the endorsement money is coming no matter what, the image like matters and going to live that might you know you're playing in in front of ten thousand people stream on in jetta like that four hundred million dollar five hundred million dollar upfront cash isn't worth it necessarily and that seems to be where hideki is he's he's remaining loyal to the pga tour so big win for the for the tour continuing this week um interesting i just saw some news break uh dylan DeShare shared something from phil's press conference and he said i i will reiterate i never did an interview with alan shipnuck oh, well if phil says it then it must be huh that's it's an it's another so log he on suggesting he was off the record who knows it wasn't an interview and he didn't say what he said he said he didn't even do an interview with Alan Shipman. Is someone asking Phil the hard questions in Jetta? Who knows? Who's over just, there? Somebody just waited. Maybe it's Bob Herrick. Um, uh, okay. Anything else on Zozo that you have? Good. I like it as a late night watch. It's fine. Jetta, I don't know. Maybe as well for you. If that's your proclivity. I'm not, I'm not watching Jetta. Rom I'm on watching the Bears Cup. Commanders. We didn't address Rom on the Ryder Cup on Monday. Someone said it was a gutless performance. I think it was a live bot that we didn't talk about. Look, we don't plan these shows out word for word. Like, get the hell out of our mentions yelling at us about it. We try to, like, cover what we want to cover and what we forget stuff. We forget stuff. It, I wrote about it in right? the newsletter. It said, I fully agreed with John Rom. I think the Ryder Cup shouldn't get involved in At, banning Didn't players. he already say similar things about this, like, a month before? I don't know. No, he said he didn't want Sergio to leave him, I think, was a thing. Um, Sergio issuing a lot of his quotes saying, there's, there's, you know, I love the Ryder Cup too much. I don't want to be something that might hurt the team. Uh, you know, it's sad for me. I've been able to do with Europe there. That's the way they want it. I'm just helping out. You know, it was a hard decision. It doesn't feel like I'm very welcome on the DP World Tour. So he's literally not qualified. 
I don't think he played enough events. Like he lost his membership. It's like less to do even with a with a ban than mm-hmm. like which you know Sergio could remedy himself. He could go. He could have played the the Spanish Open last week like John Rahm. I guess to he play could Bangkok. Have. Bangkok. He's got he's so, under a contract to play. There's a bunch week. of other events he could have played on the European Tour in the months you know when he's not. No, you know, not enough Lake people. Austin. Not enough people are talking about how Liv has cannibalized the the Spanish swing here. Yeah, I can't believe that's not front page news. Uh, but yes, Rob on the Ryder Cup. I agree. Look, I agree. I wrote about it in the newsletter. Do you agree with that? Like, it, it's silly for the PGA of America European Tour to kind of, I don't know, get involved, ban players who've gone to live. It's not a big loss to the competition right now based on who's gone to live, quite honestly. But um, it could be. I think that on the periphery, yes, I agree. I think the thing that's tricky is the Europeans really or European tours relationship with the PGA tour. Well, yeah, that gets complicates things now. Yep. And and it, I did a podcast with Garrett on the fried egg all about the European tour and how I I think my general thought is that you know Keith Pelly has put the European tour in a very very bad position because. You know, and there is a world in which the, the European tour could actually have been become more prominent with live existing. Um, and because of their relationship with the PGA tour, they're effectively like a, a less a watered down version of the Corn Ferry tour now with a few big events. They own the Ryder Cup and the BMW and the Rolex series events, right? Yeah, but they were kind of being that way anyways, whether Liv came into existence or not. Yeah, but when Liv came into existence, all of a sudden it could have propped up all their other ancillary well, events. Choice, yeah. They had to make. You know, and, yep. and they had a choice, and it was a difficult one. But at this point, like the reality is, is that the European tour operates it. Sure, it's PGA of America, but the European tour is on the other side. And they've formed an alliance with with the PGA Tour. So that's the way it's going to be. Um, and I don't think anything that any player is going to say is going to get Jay. Unless like, unless there's a whole philosophical change at the PGA Tour, I don't think anything's changing. Yeah. Uh, I just, I generally agree with John Rahm. I, I, I get that the guys who've gone to live um, have made a choice and there are consequences for it. I just don't understand why the Ryder Cup would diminish itself get involved in that necessarily um news the il international crown it's no longer the il it's a new title sponsor the international crown is back on the lpga um they'll be having it harding park in may of 2023 this is home game for me there you go you should go down to it i this is a great event it is a good event it's three days first three they changed it up i think first three days are four ball competition then the top two countries from each pool. How many? How many teams do we have? Forget how many they have. I think thirty-two eight, players. Maybe? Yeah, eight eight teams with thirty-two players. So eight countries, four-person teams. Three days are four-ball competition. Top two countries from each pool. Sunday, advance to Sunday, which is a new format. There are semis with two singles and one foursomes match. So it sounds like what they're doing at Live Miami for like where the four-person team. You've got two singles matches. And a foursome alternate shot match. So that's back. That'll be in a good to see Harding Park on uh, May of next year. Uh, other news 
Uh, Tony Romo, subject of much critique here, makes the uh, USGA four ball finals, qualifies with Tommy Morrison. Big Tom, big Tom Morrison. Catnip, catnip teenager for all the content creators out there. He's, you know, 6'10", big boy, going to Texas. And I saw this and I had my doubts. I was like, well, Morrison's like a really world-class junior player. He shot, you know, something. But good on Tony Romo, eight birdies, 66 like did his part, maybe you know more than his part uh, to get them to the uh, four ball finals, which I think uh, is at Kiowa next year. So congrats to uh, Tony Romo doing that while also calling NFL games for fifty million dollars a year or whatever his CBS contract is. Uh, and that's it for news. Should I do a quick flashback Friday? Maybe you want to do a quick flashback Friday? Precision Pro uh, is brought to you by PrecisionProGolf.com. They are the official rangefinder of the shotgun start. Uh, we will have them out at the Fields event. Maybe we'll bring a few to give away in addition to the B Dratty stuff. Um, I gave I've been I've been actually like I have a friend who, who didn't have the slope deal and he was all frustrated about it. So I went and I got him a, an NX10. And this is gonna be he's having me out to like a, a member guest deal. I'm gonna give it to him as a gift. So you're, uh, you're ruining the gift now. Why? Because he's going to maybe listen and know. He's not that- going <laughs> to. I try to keep the separation of church and state. Hopefully my friends are listening. To this. Um, dad friends, that is. But go to precisionprogolf.com. Use the promo code SHOTGUN20. You get $20 off. This is a big supporter of ours. Big supporter of No Laying Up. A lot of your favorite internet content creators. Uh, and they've continued to support Flashback Friday. This year, uh, quickly, I was going to do a longer takeout on Isayo Aoki with the Zozo Championship this week. I also shared our Jumbo Ozaki spotlight today. If you want to listen good, to that? That's good a, one. I mean, I would list. I mean, I was involved in it, but if somebody else did it, I would listen to it two, three times just for the Ozaki tales. Uh, I'll do a the quick, Yakuza. quick Aoki snippet. When when I talk to someone about that Ozaki like spotlight whatever it was they were like he's like john daly but aoki was like the one you wanted your daughter to marry right he was like the genteel the gentleman played by the rules soft-spoken like that's who a lot of the more proper japan tour japan tour fans like followed and wanted to succeed but whereas ozaki was the colorful john daly type aoki um He's 51 Japan Tour wins. Won the Hawaiian Sony Open. Like, obviously, that was, you know, big famous highlight with that. That was his only PGA Tour win. He won 51 times on the Japan Golf Tour. Best finish in a major was third, I want to say, or runner-up. Yeah, runner-up in the 1980 U.S. Open to Jack at Baltusrol, which I was reading an old account of that. Apparently, like, his putting, like, the toe was way off the ground, right? And he, he hit the ball like almost at the heel. And this like was driving Dan Jenkins nuts because he was by far like the best putter too. He had like 20 putts, 20 putts, 23 putts, like just draining everything, finished runner up to Jack at Baltusrol. But the toe off the ground was like, so just people couldn't figure out how he was so good with the toe off the ground. Um, Not, I I thought relevant a little bit to today. Uh, So he went to play the million dollar challenge in South Africa, obviously a big international player, Subject of a flashback recently when we talked about the Wentworth match play when he won a condo in Glen Eagles for a hole-in-one, but then just took the equivalent. 
a big international player, got to third in the world in the McCormick World Golf Rankings. Um, so he played I wonder everywhere. what side of the fence he was on. Did he think he should have been number one in the world, or or was he, or, you know? And, the, and then do the Americans think he didn't deserve to be ranked at all? Yeah, that's true. Probably probably did think that 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 you know these fifty one Japan Tour wins are worth you know half a American Express Bob Hope deal. Uh, so he played everywhere, Wentworth, including South Africa. So this was the old million dollar challenge back when apartheid was still in effect, and it caused a controversy. 1984. This is uh, uh, AP report, I believe. Asayoki, Japan's top professional golfer, left for Johannesburg Sunday to play in the tournament, disregarding his government's efforts to dissuade him from going. So thinking about this now, like basically like, I mean, I wonder, did Japan government say no? We don't. I don't think they told Hideki no. You shouldn't go to live, right? Or like any government, like this was this was where gov- a time in '84 when governments would say you shouldn't go to South Africa or you shouldn't be a pro athlete doing this, that, or the other. And I'll get to that in a minute. Um, even more restrictive when it came to Japan's sort of treatment of Gary Player. So the government explained its position against South Africa's apartheid, res- racial separation to the 42-year-old Aoki and reminded him of Japan's commitment to curtail sports and other exchanges with South Africa. On his decision to compete in the million-dollar tournament, silly season, mid-December, quote, he said, I have been hesitant and excused myself from playing in the tournament for the past three or four years, so I thought this year is the last chance. I don't like to make any national boundary in sports. I'd also like to respect a friend and Gary Player who invited me to the tournament. Uh, He was uh, tournament officials, quoted Aoki as saying. Uh, he's won 45 tournaments already. Uh, and But at this point, which might explain his decision to go to this small million-dollar challenge, limited field, for the first time in 13 years, he went a whole season without a single victory. So he went ahead and won. He goes to this closed shop, big-money deal in South Africa. Um, during the tournament, Aoki was guarded by policemen and golf officials after anti-apartheid groups lodged a protest with his office against his tour to South Africa. The Japanese government, so reciprocal. Think about this now in the modern moment. Yeah. The Japanese government has not issued a visa to ni- since 1974 to South African athletes, including pro golfer Gary Player, for competition in Japan. But there is no re- legal regulation in Japan to bar Aoki from playing in South Africa. Wow. Like... Gary Player, also a great world player, right? Brags nonstop about how many air miles he logged. Could not play. Was not issued a visa to play in events in Japan because of their stance against South African apartheid. So, interesting. Just a minor, quick little uh, flashback for for uh, Precision Pro Flashback Friday. Obviously, Aoki had a legendary career. We could go into an hour on that. But I thought that was interesting, thinking about how that would go down now. If, if governments weren't issuing visas or they, they were trying to persuade their, their you know, citizens from going to play certain events in certain places, uh, probably wouldn't work quite like it did maybe in the 80s or, or 70s. So that's your Precision Pro Flashback Friday. Thank you for your continued support. We will be back. I don't, are you really going to go to this game tonight? Probably not. <laughs> Highly unlikely. For science. For the fans, for the shotgunners. 
you know, just report daily. Is the weather going to be nice? It should be like a nice crisp fall night. Uh, You know, there's only so many times you could go see a great quarterback like Carson Wentz uh, live. You know, that's that's electric stuff that you want. I, you know, I actually saw Carson Wentz play the Bears in a preseason game years ago um, when he was an Eagles member. Interesting. You know, way back when. That's when I lived like right next door to the stadium. It's just, it is, a, you know, if they were in, if the Bears were in Arlington Heights, like they're talking about, maybe it'd be easier for me to get to the game. I gotta. So you got to, you went to a preseason game, but this game's beneath you. Double apology here. Uh, my audio, for some reason, just cut out. So this is a, this is a very janky end of the podcast, but I, I have gone to a preseason game. But I'm not going tonight. It's too too difficult. I got lots of things going on. And uh, apologies for my audio cutting out. I think my computer was dying. And uh, it stopped recording the audio. So just struggle bus here this week with the, with the pod. But thank you for all the support. Thanks for listening and, uh, and putting up with our, uh, our sometimes, uh, sometimes issues. So anyways, go Bears. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we don't get embarrassed by the commanders and, and the great Carson Wentz. And uh, we'll be back on Monday with a new episode of the Shotgun Start. Thanks.